Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now, here's Pastor Raphael. Well, once again, I want to thank uh, my guests that have come forward, uh, come aboard our media ministry out, outreach in terms of interviews and sharing. And I want to thank uh, Justin Stapleton and Shauna Jones. Thank you for coming aboard uh, to our virtual studio here in internet land. And uh, thanks so much for coming aboard again. It's such, it's such a very early hour, uh, as, as I've shared with you. You know, I hope you guys are enjoying your coffee. I don't drink the stuff. You can have mine. So and I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you glad you came today. Thank you for coming. And, uh, thank you for having us. All right, great. So, well, this is our second podcast uh, entitled Through the Xenos Verse, where we will be speaking of all things Xenos. Uh, nothing is untouchable. Uh, we can go there if we want to. I mean, this is this is America, by the you know, this is why we are here. Uh, we are here to get into substantial discussion about uh, this movement, which has become so um, so very much a focus of, of our of our discussion here. Uh, on our podcasts and on our and through our ministry and and uh, it was something uh, that we really that a year ago I I had not even begun to think about and now it's it consumes so much of my time and I think for for a very good reason is because there, there needs to be a lot said about Xenos so uh, we really appreciate once again Justin Sean you coming on Shauna you are our our very first podcast person. That we who we interviewed and just you were one of our later ones. Uh, you guys have both been on the podcast, and this is kind of a little more livelier version of it. Uh, this is uh, uh, and I appreciate your your thoughts on uh, perhaps some of the things that uh, we've been discussing. Uh, uh, what comes to your mind lately when you think about Xenos? Uh, now beyond the obvious, we understand Xenos to be uh, an abusive movement that just refuses to to see itself as as being the 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 cultic uh cultically driven place that it is uh that's the to me the obvious that's where we stand that's been our position i've come to learn that and and sadly you guys have have you know have faced uh you know the implication you've lived out the impact of it in your own lives and i and i i'm grateful that you've shared but Beyond beyond that, though, what comes to your mind lately? Uh, they've been under an awful lot of, uh, of uh, contradictory and uh, and very challenging media exposure and 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 uh, a lot of internal conflict that's going on. Uh, what comes to your mind about Xenos these days when you when you think about it? In a word, scared. They're scared. Uh, they have never had a contingency and plan for this. 
they thought, hey, we're going to grow. We're so great. We're perfect. Nobody's ever going to leave. You know, nobody's ever going to have any discourse because we're doing everything the way Jesus told us to do it. We are ordained by God to do everything this way. No other way. We have authority. We are not accountable. Right. And, and now they're getting consequences for their actions and people are speaking up and more every day. Uh, you can you can watch by their own senses how their uh, their membership keeps declining and they they weren't prepared for this mm. and and so i would say they're scared that's why the you know they have the convenience of saying hey you know we're just being attacked by satan this is all demonic attack when it when it's not it's it's people mm. saying hey you know you need to be accountable You've been hurting people for decades, for, for half a century. It's time for you to start being accountable. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. You know, I... So the constant theme, I think, for me has been um, hypocrisy at its best, right? Yeah. Um, the, the lack of accountability, I mean, it's really just so easy easy to say man we didn't realize you know the depths and breadth of what was going on here while mm -hmm. we didn't have specifics or specific instances you know that we can cite and yes there's two sides to every story excuse me every story um with there being so many stories there has to be some level of truth to this right, right? so right. while we maybe can't specifically pinpoint things or or publicly discuss specific instances like we're really going to take this before the lord and you know ask the lord to seek our hearts you know and and root out what is going on that's so easy my god they just i mean legitimately i don't know what what your experience was justin but um mine i know that i could have gotten away with a lot of things if i just spewed back the rhetoric that they wanted me to say right get and, with the program yeah you know fake you get with the program you're okay you master the you master the body of knowledge exactly exactly right. fake it till you make it and secondary to that is the lack of accountability right um the fact that they they just can't acknowledge that there may be an issue they don't even have to say there is an absolute issue like there may be a problem you know, so let's take a look at things like the the thing is, uh, back to the hypocrisy point that I was making, um, I was specifically told by leadership on different occasions when I was struggling with something that you are struggling with this because of this and you need to fix that particular mm -hmm. thing. So you need to get right with God about that particular thing. That uh, can we not say that back? Mm -hmm. Can right. can you not follow your own thing? You know your right. own your own pattern of church discipline. 
Um, right. How is it that simply because a few, I don't know, a hundred thousand or so people are saying very similar things, uh, mm -hmm. at least a similar vein, that you can't see that there is something going on and why is it uh, how how have you determined that it's attacked by satan are we all demon possessed yeah yeah i don't i don't understand because i can say that i heard from god how do you mm -hmm. know that how do you know that god told you this that and the other mm. Mm -hmm. questionable right yeah well, I had a thought and it just left. Um, Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, age waits for no one. Um, <laughs> I heard that. My thought was uh, on accountability. The higher up you go in leadership, the fewer people you're accounted, accountable to. And that's completely opposite of the way anything is, church or government. Uh, you know, the more people you have authority over, those are the people you are accountable to. Right. And, and I can't say, you know, as many churches I've been in my life, it's very few times I've ever seen a pastor take a pulpit and say, okay, I need to start confessing my sins to you guys before we even get started. Uh, you know, I, I've been struggling with this and, and you know, I, I, will you guys forgive me? And, and I've never seen anything like that in Xenos. Uh, only time yeah. I've ever seen anybody uh do that was like maybe a house leader at a cell group meeting uh you know uh, men's cell group meeting confess hey i was struggling with this this week but i've right. never seen anybody higher up right right but yeah absolutely i mean that's that's the absolute truth like, like our, our president works for you know all of us our, our state representatives work for us they're accountable to us that's exactly isn't that how church leadership should be mm -hmm. right yeah well, I understand the parallel that you're making, Justin, but at the same time, if you look at the climate of our society, it, that is exactly how Xenos is working, how Dwell is working. Mm -hmm. it, it is exactly. Our our elected leaders are, are we're supposed to be working for us, but are they? Because oh, well, no, but, but that's the way it's supposed to work. Right. In theory. <laughs> In the perfect world. Yeah. In a New but Testament church. <laughs> thing, though, I mean, yes, it doesn't really help so much in present day or even in, in the past, right? But scripture says that pastoral leadership will be held by God at a higher uh, level, right? So on Judgment yes, Day, I mean, is it, are, are we going to feel vindicated on Judgment Day? Because just because, you know, we have left the church doesn't mean that we've left God, right? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, we, we discuss these things because of how the church has, how the church leadership has dealt with or failed to deal with uh, the, the abuse allegations, right? And there's varying degrees of abuse. We're not saying that, you know, it's like the, the instances in the Catholic church where it's, you know, um, the, the minister or the pastors, what 
priests, whatever. Jeez, I grew up Catholic. You'd think I could know the hierarchy here. You <laughs> so know, that there, that there is, you know, absolute, you know, vile, disgusting things going on. But, you know, just like a sin is a sin is a sin, no one is greater than the other. It's it's the same thing. Nothing, their, their abuse level does not, it, while it may not be criminal, it's still a violation against another human. You have still sinned against another human. Right. See, I remember when, when, when I grew up and I was, I grew up Roman Catholic and I remember now remember there's a distinction, however, in Roman Catholicism, there's, there's mortal and then there's venial sin. Right. Venial sins are those little things you can do like lying and the little white lie and the, you know, the perhaps looking after the, the man or the woman that lost after or getting a little too tipsy or a little too ornery, you know, being impatient, you know, a little bit of road rage. Uh, the mortal sins, however, are those big ones that would actually absolutely floor you and, and put you in mortal peril of, of eternal damnation. And that was, for for example, not going not going to mass, uh, not going to confessional. Uh, murdering somebody, uh, marrying outside the Roman Catholic faith. I mean, that those were distinctions that they set up. Well, that's and, kind of a sin with Zenos marrying outside of Zenos. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't be unequally yoked. That's thrown all around all the time. <laughs> right, right. So, so there is a distinction in sin. So, and when you start, but see, that's as you've said, well, Shauna. I mean, sin is sin. I mean, wrong is wrong. Uh, the consequences might vary, uh, impact might vary, but it's still wrong. It's still an offense to God. It's what Christ died for. He died on the cross to save the world from its sin. He became an offering for sin. So I think if, 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 if Jesus is who he says he is, uh, uh, God the Son, you know, the Messiah, if he came to this earth to die for that specific reason, that was his entire redemptive purpose to be here wasn't just to be some great teacher. He, he, he came to be, to die at the cross. It means, it means to me, when, when you hear about that, you, you really say, whether you believe it or not, at least you get the point is that if Jesus came and died for that reason, then sin matters. Sin right. definitely matters. No matter what degree it is, it matters that much to God that he had, that his son freely came and he died for it and to, 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 to redeem us, to pull our own fat out of the fire for it mm -hmm. so to me that does matter and in xenos and in, in, in any cultic movement uh, like any cultic movement uh uh sins are are things that the little people do the leadership doesn't do that the leadership question, does not do that question but, with being a, a cult of authority so to say um do you would you say that there are varying degrees of cults like how you know uh, is there a spectrum would you say like Jim Jones and that, that, you know, that was blatantly a cult, right? Um, mm -hmm. Scientology, I would say is blatantly a cult. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even the, the Gwen Shamblin and that, you know, uh, I may be saying her name wrong, whatever the way down. No, you got it right. <laughs> You, you got it right. The um, Reverend Fellowship, Way Down Workshop. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, that there 
would you say that there are varying degrees or, you know, like, oh, they are 48% occult or. <laughs> when you say varying degrees, I think you're referring to, I think you're saying it, are certain things more cultic than other, are certain groups more cultic, more yeah. controlling than others? Yeah. I would say, well, well, yeah, cultism is, is an equal opportunity human condition. Sure. Uh, regardless whether we want to admit it or not, uh, everyone is, is is prone to the, the 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 fallacies and the conditions that can lead you into behavior that we can call cultic, mm-hmm. cultic being uh, being um, a a group referring to a, a condition where people are following one group or or the group's le- one group's leadership in an agenda that's clearly uh, as clearly uh, counter as uh, antisocial. Uh, spiritually and emotionally abusive, et cetera, et cetera, and and it's all it's all it's all uh, rotating around their common worldview, which is very exclusive, very elitist. Now, elitism, uh, uh, the tendency to blindly follow—that's part of human nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's been one of my my key teachings all my life about this, and 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 I, and I think there are certain cults that are certainly much more immersive much more to, uh, totalist than mm-hmm. others and there are there are cultic conditions within you within within human nature that that are latent within us all that 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 can certainly lead us to become cultists or, or cult followers mm-hmm. i mean if i'm not careful i can become a cult leader I, what i do can become can be perverted into something because that's just how we are we're all weak human people and that's why the whole point you guys have been making about accountability, about people being submitting one to another, is so vital. When, when, when that's lost, when someone gets on top and, and begins to rule from on high and speak with a divine voice and has the only exclusive viewpoint by which everyone's supposed to live around, that's when you have a cultic movement. And there are some movements which are where, the, there's that, where those things are much more pronounced much more uh, uh, well-hidden, like Jim Jones, like Remnant Fellowship, as opposed to something like like Xenos. Xenos is much more nuanced as 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 insofar as they're able to push everybody who troubles them, who they really want to be cultic to, behind a, a closed door. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, uh, it's it's much it's much more difficult to see how abusive Xenos is because they do so much of what they do. Uh, behind uh, small groups, in right. house churches, in in home fellowships, uh, in those intimate one-on-one fellowships that are, 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 are interactions that that disciples have with disciples, yeah. To me, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, there are definitely groups that are more cultic and more uh, abusive than others, but but the abuse is still there. I mean, regardless whether you know whether I might consider. Uh, this church down the street with 10 to 12 people, you know, and it's the same old little old ladies keep going in and throwing their money down and, you know, emptying their pocketbook and on, on the stairs uh, for, for the preacher to, to gather up uh, on the, because of the fact that, that they've been told that if they don't seed their money, seed their money into this ministry, that their, their son or their daughter might not get saved. That they might not be healed. That that prayer they they pray might not be answered. Uh, is that abusive? 
bottom dollar it is yeah because that's not god that's not how god and grace work you know uh but just this little tiny little church up middle of nowhere no one ever hear about it, but god will god does mm-hmm. as opposed to the massive media giants like like scientology that routinely have made that uh, their modus operandi. So yeah, there there are definitely groups that are much more cultic than others, but it's still damaging, still sure. hurting. And and so I'm sorry to take a circuitous route to answer your question. No, yeah, no, no, fine. I mean to add on, I would say that um that there are plenty of things that are cultic that aren't even necessarily negative. Uh, 12 step programs and and support groups. I mean even you know our Xenos support group is on Reddit, been accused of being a cult. Uh, I don't see it, but I can see where it could be. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it's, it's and it's, it's again, that's the the major thing for me in, in using the word the, the cult. Is, the word cult is such a loaded gun, and people right. like to use it in in in, in, in terrifying ways. Uh, but when you pull it for all its fangs and all of its stingers, it's just a very very quick way to try to explain how people act within a certain circle and, 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 and that, and those actions are usually quite predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's why when I could, when I came and started listening uh, to what you, what you shared, Shauna and Justin, what you, what you've shared, what others have shared and what I've read, you know, Mark Candy's website was incredibly mind opening. Uh, he was speaking about mind control without using the term. I mean, he, he understood, we understand the concept, but he wasn't using the terms I was familiar with at all until I started reading and realizing, oh, you're talking about isolation. You're talking about uh, uh, people being being punitively uh, damaged by some so-called uh, discipline. Uh, that's all from that, that. Those are elements of cultic mind control and totalitarian authoritarianism within cults. And I could, and I could draw the distinctions and say, you know, yeah. Xenos is a cult. The man ain't the man ain't peddling, you know, uh, some cheap some cheap uh, sensationalism. Mark's right. Xenos is a cult, and 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 I and and reading the stuff, reading what's been said, I don't know how many, like one hundred and fifty or was two hundred testimonies he has now. Uh, I mean, all the stuff I've just got received in the past few months, it's just astonishing. There's people from all over the planet, all over the nation. A lot of them right in Ohio who, who who may or may not have known each other at all, who are all telling the same story. Telling us like you, Shauna, like when I first met you were the first one that I think read outside outside of uh, the Xenos accounts. You're all telling the same story. You're 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 being you're being put upon by authorities that demand you live your life entirely by what by what they prescribe. Uh without any question. Without any any sort of a uh, uh, recourse, and, and and if you don't, uh, then 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 you're pawn scum to God. And uh, no, I, I I when I when I hear that, I learn a lot quickly. That, you know, I've heard this song before. Uh, I've I've seen this dance before, mm-hmm. and I can't not say for it, and I can't not call it out for what it is. And that's why that's why we're doing this. Sorry, Justin. Go ahead. Oh uh, no, you talk about mind control, and I'm just thinking of examples of it. Or um, you know, any of us that have spent any time in that church know that we have our own 
vocabulary and unprogrammed responses. I mean, how many times, Shauna, have you heard somebody say, that wasn't my experience? Mm. <laughs> right. I mean, I, that, that's the first thing. Anytime somebody says something negative about the church to somebody who's, you know, passionately in it and hasn't actually, you know, seen their own abuses yet, the mm -hmm. ones they've committed and the ones they've received, uh, that's always their first thing they say is, that's not been my experience. And it absolutely has been. They just haven't noticed it yet. But every one of us has probably said that. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, and, and that's just the most common one that just comes to my mind. But I mean, I know we kind of have a glossary of, of Xenos vernacular, uh, just language that we use, you know, edification. and. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, and by the way, encourage yeah. to not speak that way to others so that they yes. wouldn't get confused. Boom. Yeah. Uh, That's a mic drop right there. Yeah. Okay. I actually remember yeah. uh, being at the beach one time. We actually had a, a lesson about this, about, you know, yeah. language that we use in the church that you don't use to people outside. And they said, here, can you give some examples? And I said, yeah, terms like fellowship. That's not a common, I mean, everybody knows what the definition is, but it's not a common you know, word that we use in everyday language, but we use it all the time in Xenos. And, and edification. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Building up your brother and sister. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And and you can go right down the list. You know, yeah. when, you, when you think about those terms, you don't look at them as face value and just take them for what they mean. Just there's always an inner element of what it really means. There, there's a sense with, within, within any movement that develops its own language. And, and it's again, uh, the principles of, of cultic mind control were, 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 were first described by Robert J. Lifton. And it's something I keep bringing out again and again and again. And people are going to hate me saying this, but it's the truth. Part of these eight principles he, that Robert J. Lifton developed years ago, studying Chinese communism in, in North Korea, uh, part of those eight principles are, are one called loading the language. And in, in other words, there's a language there's a there, there's a vocabulary. There's a specific uh, verbiage that a group uses amongst itself that outsiders just won't get. Right, and it and, gives level. It gives the idea of a level of elitism, right? Exactly. We're special exactly. in some kind of stupid way because we have our own. You know, it, it's very clicky. It's very mean girls. It's very you know, right. Uh, very right. much like, so you feel inclusive because you know the uh, the verbiage and you know how to use it mm -hmm. you know the magic when you tell someone that you're being edifying there's something being communicated if if, if uh, a house leader pulls you aside and says no no we don't want our brother to stumble i don't want you stumbling that person uh, what you know that means something there's there's a specific set of instructions and right. directives and a certain authority that's being cited that's meant to control that's meant to compel change i mean cultic mind control is about changing behavior by changing thought and part of that verbiage is are the very things you guys are talking about i mean you, i mean i we haven't. I, I personally haven't scratched the surface to really put together a whole list, but they're there. Those terms come up again and again and again when we when we talk to people, when we interview them, and when, and when they share, 
about specific things you have to do. And one of those big things is don't stumble your brother. Don't stumble your sister, you know, and, and, and you all know what that means. Uh, there's a specific reaction within you that comes with it. When you, when you're, when you're suddenly made to think, Oh, I might be, I might, I might be doing something that causes my brother or sister to stumble. Oh, and, and so there's specific things you're going to do. There's things you're going to feel. And when somebody observes to when somebody in leadership tells you this, there's a certain way you're going to react to it. Right. So, right. so that's, yeah, that's it. See, that's just, that's just, again, just, that's an excellent point that if, was this Dennis out in the beach somewhere with seagulls? Uh, no, I don't remember. I don't you, remember who it was. It wasn't Dennis. Um, it was, it was Scott Riley. Well, uh, I want to say it was probably uh, probably either James Rochford or or Chris Hardy because it was somebody in my own group that said it to us. Uh, but I can't remember uh, precisely who it was. Okay. All right. So- interesting is uh and and kind of continuing on with that a little bit is you know like the the response that dennis posted to the several either podcasts or articles or or whatever you know defaming you right Mm -hmm. um crying victim uh (laughs) and i'm not convinced either don't worry (laughs) and the the interview that you had had with Conrad and Kate and the other um, college leader that came forward and uh, responded to the NBC four or something like that. Anyway, they can, they can write all these responses all we want, all they want, but legitimately we who have talked about the, the abuse issues, the high level control, all of that, we could write their responses for them because it's a canned yeah. response. We already right. know what they're going to say to a degree. I, I mean, there's a, <laughs> I had to stop reading them because I'm like, this hope is, is not grounded in anything. This hope mm-hmm. that I have that they're going to finally, you know, say, man, this sucks. Paul Alexander had the closest, the closest to a response that I found somewhat acceptable. But um, at the same time, like I personally know Paul Alexander. I know Paulie. I've known him for 20 years. We were in college group together. I was in my, one of my first, um, my first college, my first group that I was in, we were paraprofessional or um, young professionals, right? We tra- We transitioned from the college group, it was Patterson, and mm-hmm. Bev and Gary were leading this Patterson. group along with <laughs> Bear, and they were leading that group. And then the secondary, you know, like the student leadership was Mark Johnson, and some mm-hmm. of the other uh, some of the other folks. And some of those leaders that were in that group are now I've seen in the Facebook group. Um, for for support right so that's mm-hmm. interesting to me but anyway um I, i'm glad that they have you know gotten to you know found their path whatnot but those leaders right like um 
I have a certain level of respect for for them because I, I've known them for so long, right? But I also know that they are fallible people. And, right. I, you know, I, I know that the, the influence is a little different in how it's handled when these guys are discipled by Gary versus the response how how they respond is different when they have been discipled by Gary versus how they respond when they've been discipled by Dennis mm-hmm. right and I spoke about this before there's two there there's legitimately two different camps right because when you're mentored by someone you know, you learn their style, you learn their voice inflection, you learn that. And, and Conrad, James, they absolutely mimic Dennis's style. Right. His right. weird wheels. And right. um, what's slightly disappointing for me is as far as leadership, like I had hope when I knew that the succession plan was having Ryan Lowry begin to move in as senior leader, right? Um, Which is Dennis's Mm -hmm. son-in-law. But Ryan and Dennis have different thoughts about things. Like Ryan is not mindless he has his own viewpoints about things and he has fought with Dennis about how things played out. So I had some hope there, but what I would, man, I would really like to hear Ryan himself respond to some of these things, not the sub, not the sub crony of Conrad. Right. Right. Hear Ryan respond because I know, that his thought patterns have been different than Dennis's where these, the other elders are giving canned responses. Mm -hmm. I, I I just want to hear Ryan speak to this really. Oh, we'd like to hear anyone, anyone, any member of from Dennis, Gary on down, any member of leadership, is certainly welcome to come on these uh, on our discussions. I mean, this is, I would love to be able to have a conversation with them. That was the whole point of us meeting with, with, uh, uh, with Kate uh, and um, Kate Mizell, I think it's Kate Mizell, uh, Kate yeah. Mizell and, and Conrad Hilario. That was the whole point. We, we stepped forward out of the shadows out of, after a whole week of listening and and learning about how destructive Xenos is and how much of a of a parasite it really has become over the lives of people and, and over the, the lives of of the, of, the, of the churches of of, of Columbus, and, and then the most important, we really want to step forward and ask, hey, what's your response to these to these not allegations but reports of abuse? We believe they've occurred. You know, we talked to twenty you know twenty something people that week, all telling the same story the story you guys have and of course we don't need to go any further in that you see what happened there was there was the, the stonewalling 
of, of what should be done. And, uh, and, and so therefore, and, and, and then it ultimately as, as things got more and more involved, as more came out when the, when the NBC broadcasts came out, uh, uh, and the only reason those came out was because our, the producer, the documentary contacted the media and say, Hey, we're doing this interview with these people. Would you like to come chat with them? And that's the only reason why they came out. So they came and met with us at the hotel uh, the day we had our we had a huge uh, support group type meeting that I really hope one of these days will we'll reach the light of day and broadcast. Um, I'd also what, hear how some of the other churches that Xenos sends uh members who are taking the leadership classes to go for lack of a better term audit because you have to compare the assignment is comparing you know how this church uh interacts with their congregation how they engage new people you know uh, things along that you know mm -hmm. uh, is their word solid you know whatever yeah. uh, i hear how some of those churches are responding to this like i'd i'd like to hear interviews with vineyard leadership i'd like to hear interviews with calvary uh the calvary i don't remember what it's called on on high street in clintonville um rod parsley's world harvest is a huge one that they send people to and i mean that's a cult but uh, <laughs> um yeah, I'd like to hear how some of these yeah. other churches in the area are responding. Because yes, for the most part, they do have a good working relationship with with other churches in the area. But at the same time, there are differences. And There's so agendas I, too. Huh? There are agendas. Absolutely. Different you, agendas, right? You develop relationships for reasons, you know. Right. Uh, and you know, which sometimes aren't always apparent. I think about how um, you know they've responded about these these major players like uh, um, I'm I think I'm forgetting their names off the top of my head. Uh, you know, um, golly! You talking about local church leadership there? Nope, no, big time, big time. Like D. A. Carson and. Uh, the right. people came and spoke at uh, Zenos Summer Institute. Right. I mean, is it L Summer Institute now? Mm, sidebar. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I met D.A. Carson. Like, he he's a bit odd, like <laughs> Dennis is mm -hmm. a bit odd. I mean, he's not a very warm person. Um not D.A. Carson. That's not the one I'm thinking of. It was a different. Anyway, whatever. Um, you know, yeah, the, these people have came and I've sat with them on Bev and Gary's back porch, you know, and, and talked with some of these major key players in, in you know, modern Christianity. Right. Uh, that uh, they don't they don't get the day-to-day -day operations of xenos why would no they wouldn't associate with us if they if they if these allegations were true sure they wouldn't but they don't have the 
experiential knowledge of seeing that play out because everybody's on their best behavior. Everybody's super excited because these big players are there. Everybody is, um, you know, they're not doing the regular thing. You know, um, Tim Keller would not be sitting in on a pastoral counseling session with Bev Delashment and whatever project she decided to be working on that week would right. not be would not be in on that and may not hear the abuse, the manipulation. Never hear that. Yep. That yep. goes on because it it's not. You don't just sit down and say, "Well." this this and this and you're going to do this or you're or this is going to happen mm -hmm. that doesn't right. happen in regular hour increments i, I remember specifically uh vicky cost when she when she was on the podcast how she was relating how years and years ago that in some in some uh you know large mass meeting at xenos i think it was back maybe in the early early 90s or thereabouts uh something like that that they actually had Ralph Winters uh, attending, and, and Ralph Winters is, 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 is like Maven. He's his icon of of, of, of church growth, and, and 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 well, and he's one of the one of the key leaders uh, of that movement, uh, or, or drivers of that in in the past generation. And he's he's been gone a few years now, but uh, he's you know um, he's right up there. And so Dennis had him there, and uh, Vicky recalls how abusively and how casual and just how coldly he treated his members right in front of him he was he was at, at one point i think uh, i'd have to go back and listen to the podcast but the, at one point she rec recollects how how he act how uh ralph winters's reaction how his face just changed when he heard how dennis was talking to somebody there right in front of him so so dennis doesn't have much of a filter it seems uh, at times and uh but 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 you're but you're right that's probably one of the rare times that you're going to see that kind of thing happen. And, 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 and they, they manage, they manage everything. They curate everything. Every interaction is controlled. Dennis doesn't have a filter and he has a very deep vein of cruelty. And, and I will say that, and this is what I base that on. So I was very close with Bev and Gary for many years. I was considered part of, I did family things with them. I was mm -hmm. part of their family gatherings and things. Um, I was, you know, um, very close with them when um, Gary's mother passed away. Uh, and I mean, it was, it was difficult and she was a lovely person and I'm still, you know, very sorry for the family's loss of, of her. Um, but I will say this, like I had, you know, some knowledge about, I guess, you know, inner workings. And um, so when Dennis and Holly and Gary and Bev were first dating, they weren't married yet. And Dennis and Gary were taking Bev and Holly on a double date. Mm -hmm. This person, Dennis, conspired and convinced Gary that they would speak German to each other the entire time so that they were like 
excluding Bev and Holly from their little soiree. Like they were. Wow. How did you learn that? Is that something, a conversation that came out with you and her? With Bev and I. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Matter of fact, I have a picture. I think I may have shared it with you of that first date. Okay. Um, I'm sure you probably have. <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of bandwidth I've had. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, you know, there. So when I hear about how Dennis, you know, there was a list of, you know, acceptable people to date, except, you know, for like the guys in the groups and whatnot. And they would go through, uh, I don't know, points about it. Like that doesn't surprise me at all because he is a cruel individual deep down. Like, and even in his response, like he pulled out the quote that you had used um where i was talking about my interaction with bev and how you know there's no friend you know other than when she would when god would put me on her heart would she maybe pray for me um mm -hmm. you know he commented on that uh saying well i don't know anything about this something or another uh but i'm sure that the other person would uh, the that person would have something different to say about it you daggone right she would she would because mm -hmm. she doesn't accept responsibility for her actions either yeah she doesn't yeah. the puppet map yeah and that seems to be you know the the, the cast and, i mean to your point justin sean i mean there's no accountability people can he can pop off they can say what they want to whenever they want to with no consequences they, they, they apparently have lived that with that kind of high level uh authoritarianism where people just absolutely kowtow to them and and, and go in and out there and, and and literally they they're almost like uh it's i when i, when I hear about that you get the impression that 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 um uh, uh, what what uh, you can call the royalty of Xenos are basically cared for. They're like they're like queen. They're like queen ants. You know, queen ants are these giant. Are the, the queens are like these 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 uh, large, massive, uh, uh, life producing animals within their colony of ants that keep putting out the people that keep that keep that provide the reason for the colony's existence. And everybody cares for them. There's nothing they can do that that, that they're not. They're fed. Their, their excretions are carried away. I mean, it's all there. And, 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 and that's exactly what, you know, uh, what goes on within any authoritarian movement. People can do, leaders can do and live as they, as they please. That's and, funny to say that because Bev refers to herself as the queen of Xenon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I seem to remember a scripture or two here uh, that I would like to quote. But at this moment, I want to I want to play a clip here for um, uh, of of uh, and was something that we just that we've received and I wanted to kind of share with you. Uh, it was a clip that was taken from let's see, I think the name of the talk was uh, let's see, understanding the battle, and that was uh, again a message preached by Conrad that I think really speaks to. Um, their response, what they've been doing in response to the pressure they've been feeling, but it also says a lot about this this attitude of elitism. I want I'm gonna play it for you. So, so we and so do you find time to limit your input, to get away, to reflect, to evaluate, to weigh 
the things that you are hearing? Or is there a compulsion just to put in the next podcast or to check our phone to see what the next news story is or to just basically numb ourselves by, by jumping onto social media and wasting time? Secondly, feed your mind with content that will challenge your thinking. The most obvious thing that we should be soaking our minds in is scripture. Scripture does, for me anyway, it does not simply affirm the things that I think. It challenges my thinking. It calls me to a, into account. God raises a standard so high that I realize I fall short of that. That is the best way to make sure you are not part of an echo chamber and to have a reliable external source of reference for your thinking. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's great to, for, for Conrad to say that. It's another quiet thing to see how he's lived with it because, because in, in talking about an echo chamber, that's essentially what Xenos is. Because because it's it's actually what I, what I've liked to call this it's a uh, it's a womb, everything within it is just it's just so managed and so controlled, and that anything uh, anything that tries to get in is 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 repelled, anything that tries to get in that that, that could potentially damage uh, a growing embryo or 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 whatever's growing inside is repelled, and defined and 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 and, and, and cut off. You know that's and that and that's what's you know you, you've been talking about. We we we've been hearing about how people are brought in, and then and then uh, are are one are are one one to the Lord, and then brought to the to this home fellowship and get involved in in the whole Xenos scheme of things. And then at the same time, however, they they learn pretty quickly that there's certain limits you don't go beyond. There's certain questions you don't ask. There's certain things you don't do. Uh, and there, actually, there's new behaviors you need to adopt, you know, and and that's what this 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 is has been about. You know, we we we've seen how this is this is indicative. Not this is not indicative of of a New Testament church, but this this is more of of a personality cult where people are in charge of lives, such as such as you guys have have experienced, you know, and and you've been you've been and to, to Conrad's point here, I'll, I'll read something for you, Conrad, because I know you'll be watching this. Uh, there's a scripture that I, I in First Peter five it says, "Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion but willingly, not for dishonest gain but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Likewise, and you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you be submissive to one another." And clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That challenges me daily, Conrad. That that challenges me every day when I'm called an expert or a minister, because it lets me know I need to be accountable to other people. I'm I'm to be embracing this calling I have. As a pastor, as a minister, as a countercult apologist, as a as an activist, very humbly, and, and and that's not something that I'm seeing in Xenos by all the response we've been hearing. So that's a scripture for you. That I've got a lot more. I'm a preacher. I can go at it, but uh, I'm not. I'm not going to do that now. But but that says a lot to me. Uh, that says a lot to me about about where Xenos really is. 
when you don't see that humility, you don't see that 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 uh, submission one to another. That's why the casts that you see develop. That's why you can see you can see uh, Dennis and Gary at the top of the food chain. And I lose use that term very deliberately. You can see them at the top of a food chain, a pecking order. It's it's a natural example of showing just really what's going on because this isn't this isn't this isn't a spiritual. It, it, they can couch it in spiritual terms, but th- this is not uh, a New Testament church whatsoever. It's something entirely different. So, I, and I, I will say that, that uh, to to back up that point. The one thing that I've always noticed was absent in Xenos is, you know, they would always talk about God and very occasionally Jesus, but I've never heard anybody talk about the Holy Spirit. Nobody ever talks about you know, being spirit led and everything that they do is really taking authority away from the Holy Spirit, such as, you know, convicting people of their sins. That's not that, that's not something that, that's on the authority of man to do to other men. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just. They've become the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that, that was what I was trying to get to. They, they, yeah. It's it's not something that they that they teach. It's they take all that authority so that they can use it. And and that's not a New Testament church thing. Right. And again, I would say that that is, you know, and Justin, well, before I before I say what I was going to say, Justin, were you in the college group or were you in the adult sphere? Uh, okay um i started to interrupt you a little bit i apologize for that uh uh, when you said that you were in patterson i was in patterson uh we've never we've never met and yet we have a connection there i was patterson in 2002 2003 and i joined in 2004 Okay, I was uh, in the, my group retained Patterson. We were Patterson four, and okay. then uh, we were dissolved for being, um, as they put in the annual report, uh, one of the churches that had four planting, <laughs> and we were the one that uh, I think I've told Raphael before that um, Dennis himself referred to us as Corinth. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Um, and okay, that's another bit of Zenosian uh, programming. What does that mean? If you're Corinth, if you've been called Corinth by Dennis, what 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 shorthand does that really mean? I don't know because I think Dennis is kind of Corinthian himself, isn't he? You're the drunken whores of of the. You're the you're the un. You are the un. Uh, oh God! What is the word I'm looking for? I haven't yeah. had enough coffee, Raphael. Um, Drink some more. It's too early. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> you're undisciplined. Undisciplined, yes. Yeah. Undisciplined. You're flying. A bunch by of reprobates. You're, you know, having orgies. You're having drunken parties. You're, you're unmanageable. Wow. So you're just. Wow. Dis- so as so as so you were the Corinthians and they had to break you up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but yeah, what I found interesting there was that, like I said, Shauna and I have never met. This is the first time we've ever spoken, and, okay. and we were what one year apart in in the group. And uh, I I know that uh, Rafa, you and I, you know, discussed before about just like being shuffled around the church all the time. 
just yeah. arbitrarily. And and I think that's an example of it right there. Right. It is. It is it is because as much as as his books and his writings center around his thesis of discipleship being called organic, you know, uh as much as he wants to believe that you know that the that the, the discipleship of Xenos is something that's that's actually connected with real life situation, it's not. This is a, this is as, as sterile as it gets. You 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 couldn't you couldn't grow, you couldn't maintain any kind of growth Xenos has without without a lot of lab work, because they because they are very very deliberate in how they control people's lives to the point that you can be told, okay, you're meeting like you said, Justin, you're meeting in Corinth one week. We're we're gonna have you go to Ephesus next week. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna have you go to this place next, and all twenty of you are gonna go there. As long uh, as we're following Paul's, you know, ministry. Okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you know the. Uh, I forget what I was gonna say. It, it was more of like a um. When when Dennis's brother Buck unexpectedly died in on a missions trip in russia mm -hmm. um that was early early on uh maybe late 90s 2000 and dennis took over handling the college ministry like the co the folks that come out of the college ministry again it's you know a dennis and gary camp like it's it's different because of the influence and um i don't know it's just it's it's kind of sad um right well when you have people living with each other and and patting themselves after themselves you know Ultimately, you're going to find people gravitating towards one way or the other. Somebody's somebody's going to be looking for a leader to model themselves after. That that's the whole point, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're supposed to be modeling yourself after some godly leader who's going to be telling you, you know, uh, the ABCs of, of the Christian way. And 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 that's and that and that's and and ultimately, it comes down to where people begin to model even their own mannerisms, even their own uh, their own desires, their hairstyles. I mean, uh, that was just something that that came across over and over. When you look, when you watch cults, people are going to talk like a cult leader. They're going to act like them. They're going to do yeah. like them. Funny the that where they they cut their hair, they wear the clothes, they speak, they do what they like. Uh, if 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 cult leader A uh, likes to ride unicycles, guess what? The the bicycle street down down the bicycle shop down the street from the cult it's gonna it's gonna uh be have a run on unicycles right that's mm -hmm. how it is yeah am i right or am i wrong i mean that's the way no, it, it right is. listening to that clip of of conrad talking was like nails on a chalkboard for me because it was like listening to dennis yeah. i i was about to say it doesn't matter which clip you play you could pick you know however many leaders they have 20 30 of them that, that they have on their podcast their podcast teachings there every one of them has the same voice inflections yeah, every single one right. of them. Right. The difference would be is if you listen to Mike Sullivan's teachings, he's he sounds more like Gary. Or if John Cleary is teaching, you know that that's where you you. I mean, if you want to do a case study, Raphael, just you know figure out 
who's who and, and you'll be able to figure it out like immediately right. who sounds like who and, mm -hmm. and where their influence has come from and you know maybe i'm maybe i'm a bit wrong with this but my my viewpoint my the way that i see it is you know dennis has been the spearhead of this whole thing right mm -hmm. and to a certain degree i feel like gary has followed along now he's a yeah. you know clear thinking you know makes his own decisions and all that you know he's a free thinking individual and he's very smart um and he has disagreed with dennis on things you know uh but they both have very two different ways of of doing things right they do. And so part of it is is kind of cringy to me when when i hear you know like gary's getting drugged through it with dennis you know but it's kind of you know you're judged by the company you keep right um yeah. yep so so has gary done things that are wrong sure he's mm -hmm. a human um i feel like he's more willing to admit his his human nature uh of you know maybe sinning against others i don't know it's just it and and maybe i still just have the after all these years still just have the gary fangirl thing and maybe that's just so deeply embedded you know i i don't i don't know um i mean to be completely honest you know because <laughs> kind of like you can take uh you can take the the farm girl off the farm but you know she's still a, still a farm girl no matter what right, right. right? so you know you can take the xenoid right. of the out of xenos but you know there's still i mean i'm sure you can agree with this justin there's still ways that you respond because of the programming in, in different areas like different in, interpersonal um things that happen in your regular day-to-day -day life and there's the way you, know, you relate yeah exactly like yeah. there there's a, a grain of like responding to that like for example like when i read dennis's response i immediately wanted to email him and counter argue everything and i'm like uh girl you don't live in ohio anymore <laughs> um you have left this church years ago like is it really that important and is he going to read it and it ain't going to do no good so why are you wasting your time on this yeah mm -hmm. I, you're you're right i i immediately wanted to counter argue all of it other than mm -hmm. that the same thing with with uh with james's responses i mean you mm -hmm. know I, I was quoted twice in the daily beast article and i know he skipped right over it and then my birthday was like two days after that article came out and i get a happy birthday message on facebook from james Huh, and I was like, and I know all it was was him just saying, "Hey, I'm watching you." <laughs> and, mm. Yeah, but yeah, I have to restrain myself. It's like, I, I don't, I don't want to argue with these people. I, I, you know, honestly, I don't really ever want to see any of these people again. But, but I, yeah, you're right. I, I have responses. I get infuriated when I see this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and and again, you know, um, 
it that's certainly understandable you you've been, you were in an environment where you were exposed to good cop bad cop dynamics or leadership there uh, you know there was you, you knew you knew dennis was the wise bearded man but he had the whip whereas <laughs> gary was also another wise bearded man but but he had the feather you know he there were he had a light touch dennis had the heavy touch so when you're when you're being modeled when you're you're being com- conditioned to follow their lead one way or the other you're going to learn real quickly you know uh, as human beings do you're going to learn real quickly okay there's certain things that uh, you know I, I need to watch my p's and q's about around around dennis as as opposed to 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 gary you know dennis is going to be really really strict and really really hardcore gary's not eh, gary's maybe a bit, bit, bit more of a soft touch you know that I think that comes with it with any kind of human authority we that we purposefully choose to live around. I mean, I mean, it's and it's you know again, it's 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 very understandable because we for the first several years of our lives we're, we're brought up by parents, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the parents are our world. I mean, they become everything to us. They they we we derive all meaning from them, and and our play, our coming and going, our doing what we do. It's just our own ways of experimenting with what's the reality, what's going on. But ultimately, we run back to mom and dad for the answers, right? Well, in, in, in any movement with with uh, centralized authority to the point that uh, it's 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 totalitarian and authoritarian, like Dennis and like Gary, everybody's going to run back to them and see what they have to say, and do as as they uh, want you to do. And and that's exactly where you know where the the movement starts to become very very questionable, you know. Yes, it's true they're human beings. Yes, it's true they have failings. Yes, it's true they have uh, foibles, for lack of a better word, and they have shortcomings. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, how do you how do you define that though? At what point do, 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 does anyone become accountable for what they do? And, and who, dare, who dares call it for what it is? Well, going back to First Peter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you said that. I'm sorry? I'm glad you said that. Um, you know, my favorite verse is First Peter 3.15. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, I like it going even a little farther. Yeah. So I have my bible um and it's nasby you know the correct version not <laughs> not okay anyway um our version shauna <laughs> no other version <laughs> but nasby okay so first says but sanctify christ as lord in your hearts always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence, and right. keep good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better if God should will it so that you suffer for doing what is right rather than for doing what is wrong. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah, and he goes on to talk about you know Christ uh, dying for our sins and um, for, and the just for the unjust and whatnot. But um, you know we're bringing this forward 
right? We're bringing, we're, we're saying these things, right? We're slandering and there's no defense. They're not giving a defense. They're not being gentle. They're not being reverent in, in, in how they are responding. It's just counterclaims, you know, saying that we're just angry people. I haven't been angry for a long time. Like I, I have not, mm -hmm. but what is an issue is, that is still disappointing, not angering, but disappointing is that they won't acknowledge and they won't even consider the possibility that there's a grain of truth to it. And um, well, Dennis does say there are kernels of truth to what Raphael is saying. <laughs> I haven't even responded to his thing yet, but but then he immediately buries all that. But no, you're absolutely right. He may say that one thing in passing, but there's absolutely no acknowledgement that, like you said, Shauna, that that maybe something what there might be something to what you guys are saying. Right. I mean, that's to say, you know, the work that they've done with um, human trafficking victims. Okay. If that's to say the way that they're responding to these allegations would be like just being to these human trafficking victims saying, yeah, but is that, that didn't really happen. Or yeah. Yeah, you might have incurred one thing, but all these other things is you know, malarkey. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you discount? How do you discount that? How do you um, say that's not my experience when we are giving you experiential evidence? Mm -hmm. We're to account personal firsthand accounts, which uh, that's what this is. You know, accounts of house church movements, you know, um, like we're giving you a personal account, but you're saying that that it's Satan attacking you. I'm not right. saying just Satan, Raphael's not, you're not Satan. I, I don't, it, it, it's just so. It's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. And you know that that's the most common response that, that any xenoid has is that yeah. uh, that it, that's not my experience. Well, it absolutely is your experience because we all have the same experience. It's mm -hmm. just you're still you know in the dark with a cloud cloth over your eyes. Well, the rest of us have had that taken off. We've looked around and like you know this isn't right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's made it. You know all right. Okay, all right. So a current Xenos member says it's not my experience. Okay, great. It's not your experience. It's not your current experience. It's not how you view. It's not the lens that you're looking through to see that this is currently what's going on. You have these blinders on, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they have to teach, they do teach critical thinking. Like, I, and I was thinking back in, you know, Christian leadership classes where, um, 
they have you look at different marketing things like for um mm -hmm. i remember specifically one it was an advertisement for prudential for insurance okay. and to critically think about what that media is telling you right what they're trying to invoke from you by their marketing strategies and yes you should be critically thinking about what your what input you're being fed you know what if you're I mean, if someone is just looking at porn all day, you know, or they derive their their um, yeah. understanding of current events from Facebook or, you know, that whatever your intake of knowledge is for that day, like that is going to influence your outlook and your your thought process right so sorry those are very two drastic drastic different things but right. um, but the point is is that you know what you're intaking gives you this perception this lens of how you're looking at things and yes you should be critically viewing things but what is your criteria that you're using to critically view these things. Mm -hmm. Are you using the Xenos checklist of criteria that they're attacking us? They're saying mm -hmm. this, trying to make us look bad. They're saying yeah. they're doing this. This is what they said. Well, you know, I mean, I, and, and maybe I'm gonna be vilified for this, but I'm just, this is my perception of things. You know, I've listened to some, of the podcasts, you know, following and, and read some of the articles and things like that. And some people are more angry than others. And, and that's okay. Everybody mm -hmm. has a different level of how much they've processed things and whatnot. And are, do I think that some things are said out of anger? Sure. But again, we're all human. That doesn't mean that I don't think that their experiences are their experiences, but our level of emotion does cloud our judgment on things. Um, right. But does that say that I'm defending Xenos's behavior on, on the individual circumstances of how things were dealt with? Absolutely not. Right. Because it boils down to what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. I have a very intense sense of justice and again, like referring back, like I have to just lay some of these things down because. And you do. I don't, yeah, I don't we all do. have a horse in this race anymore. Right. And I know uh, that on judgment day, you know, God will, will uh, either remove jewels from the crown and throw them in the lake of fire or, or give them. And it's right. It, God will, God will attest to what's going on here. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, being able to speak out and speak about some of these things um, may help someone in the future. Uh, you know, and I had a roommate after I left the church and she, she knew my experience and um, her brother had came back, um, had got out of the, the military. And he was going, started going to college at OSU. Well, you can imagine where my story is going to go from here. He got wrangled into 
Xenos. Yeah. And, um, this is my uh, granddaughter. He's got hello. good morning. Yeah, she was the one that kept me up happy. Right, oh. I, I gotta talk to these people. A while. can you can you go outside for a little bit? Okay, thank you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> she just she just thank you. Close the door. Thank you, baby. Sorry, <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I, got, I thought I locked the door. I did. <laughs> he got wrestled into Xenos and she was very concerned because she knew what my experience was. And I'm yeah. like, look, there's not a thing that you're going to be able to say to him that's going to pull him out of it. He's going to have to learn on his own. Yeah. Like he'll, yeah. he'll figure it out. Unfortunately, it's just something that you've got to write out. Yeah. Um, there's a point which you know if you're if you're really if you're watching this through the Xenosverse show or whatever I don't know what we call it yet but the if if you're if you had a stake in this and you really believe that Xenos is is you know God's last day movement the hope of the world uh, it hasn't gone very far from Ohio Valley has it I mean it's just it's just been in, in Columbus. Uh, but think about the nature, and this is the problem that we, I think we, we, we've been discussing here. Think well, about no, the not true, go Robin. Go ahead. That's not true. There's a faction in Ireland. Well, right, yeah, right. There, there's, there's, there's groups everywhere, right? There's, there's one in Ireland. There's one. There's, uh, I know there's church planning. I think it's Cincinnati, and, and someone to mention at Kent State, Cambodia, around, around and- those sort of areas. And, and 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 but but definitely um dwell slash xenos is 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 the central it's yeah. the place it's where the central teaching comes <laughs> from so uh think about this in terms of, of of the nature of of your of the fellowship of what goes on there everything we've talked about for the last hour almost hour and a half now is the fact that what xenos does is entirely within itself Everything, everything, everybody is is patting themselves after what they see within their movement. And and they put out enough feelers to the outside world to make it sound as if they're in connection with uh with uh, great scholars like 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 you said, like DA Carson, like and people like that. But ultimately it comes down to the fact that within Xenos, there's only one, there's only one person running a show. Okay. And he may he may be he may be retired. Uh, his influence may be quote unquote muted, uh, but there's only one person, one influence there that matters, and, it's, and that's typically how how it works. And within that arrangement, he's made everybody basically come into an agreement. Whereas, as you live in the covenant with one another, you're, you're going to be patting yourselves after your leaders. You're going to go after what the leaders say. You're going to go after what the leaders do. You're going to you're going to follow what they follow. You're going to eat what they eat. You're going to go where they want you to go. You're going to spend your money on what they tell you to spend your money on. I mean, and and that's that's and they're doing all that to maintain this 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 unified uh, uh, conformity. You know, conformity isn't unity. Okay, it's not the same thing. It's just compliance to a to an external standard. It's and and in Xenos, that's what goes on. And I'm I'm going to read again. I'm, I'm going to read this, and we'll probably need to wrap it up here a little bit, unless you guys just want to keep going. Uh, in in Second Corinthians chapter ten, 
verses 12, uh, verse 12. We dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves. This is Paul writing to the Corinthians about some of the really questionable leadership. Sorry? You, Justin, Corinthian. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a Corinthian. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, well, this is what you Corinthians uh, spat out with hard-fought with, with hard truth. He said, we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. That's pretty heavy. Think about that. We dare not class, we should not class ourselves or compare ourselves or be like those who are always commending themselves. Those who puff themselves up. And then it goes on to say this. This is what's really kicker here. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. I remember what Vicky said about uh, Dennis being a scoffer. And that comes to mind, really, because that's what Zenos is. It's, it's not a movement seeking to emulate Christ. It's a, it's a bunch of people told to comply to the rules of, of Dennis and other leaders under them. And you're comparing yourself, and they are comparing themselves to themselves and saying, oh, we're, we're the greatest thing since, since the New Testament church. And they're not. It's very obvious by one of the things we've been talking about that they are not. And, and that's that's been my concern as a minister, as an activist, uh, that this 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 silence that I see in the religious world and, and it, it, it it can't go on. These conversations need to continue. And I'd love to have you guys back next week or next or whatever we do that. But but that's really important to, to keep in mind that that we are dealing with a group that's not at the heart of Christian mission. It's it's a heart of replication. It's it's creating clones of itself, but, but but what's the quality? What's really behind the pretty picture here? Uh, any far any closing thoughts on that matter? I mean, uh, I mean, it's uh, anything else you'd like to say? Let's just might keep going another half hour, but it's up to you. <laughs> Go ahead, Justin. Oh well, I was just gonna say I, I think it's I think I'm getting ready to wrap up, but uh, go ahead, Shauna. Um, you know, I was just thinking I have I have two friends that are still uh still involved in xenos and they were involved in leadership house church leadership um and you know they're they're going against the grain you know still communicating with me now we don't communicate like like we used to because we were you know involved all the time you know seven days a week right um but my dear friend she and her husband have really been prayerfully considering, you know, all this is going on and it, it overwhelms her. Yeah. Uh, we talk about it too much. You know, we might have, you know, a few words here and there, but she had to stop reading so much. She had to stop um, right. e even from internal church communications, you know, uh, they had to, you know, step back from it because it's very overwhelming to her. And I can completely understand, you know, she has, they have a, a, a young family in the church being in church leadership and where, where 
the dynamic has given her so much it's disheartening yeah. to her how to see how other things have played out right um you know i i remember listening to carrie's podcast carrie puchevich and I, I knew carrie i didn't know i wasn't close with her but i was i was surprised to hear all that was going on um yeah. because the outward perception didn't didn't reflect that to me mm -hmm. i and yeah. I, just say that it was i have very limited interactions with her she probably wouldn't even remember me but i have a knack for remembering people um so i mean i i, I picked up on who the roommates she was talking about or and you know the things that had gone on and that's another thing like with how with how they respond to things they're they don't, they have this big overview, right? They don't know the intricacies of things that are happening, right? They don't know the daily personal interactions that, you know, it's the little things that add up to the big things. And um, again, just back to that accountability, like, hey, this is possible that it happened because so many people are saying, right similar things like just i mean golly yeah. what what's what are there legal implications to to say that yeah i don't get it i don't understand why but clearly there is a a um mm, public relations movement to the aspect where you go out and you you sure. purchase you know dwell as a cult websites to try to preempt those things mm -hmm. right you know that this is your perception you know that this is how you're perceived within the community within you know and now it's on a much wider scale right and it's just starting i believe you know i think it's it's been different groups going everywhere i mean mark's been around there's been a couple video podcasts other people doing things here and there but, but i think the volume and the content are certainly escalating highly and they they don't know what to do this, this is unlike anything they've ever faced before in their history they've had fallouts and church controversies and examinations but this is certainly getting a lot more pronounced and uh, justin to your uh good have you have the last word here on this at this point yeah um Sean had brought up that you know they they like to say that we're a bunch of angry people, and that that we're not we're not especially those of us who were you know recruited or or converted you know we're not like yeah we're upset we're not angry. The most vicious angry people that come out of that church are the Xenos uh, the Xenos babies the people who were born into it. Yeah, yeah. See, Sean is nodding her head and her eyes got wide. She knows what I'm talking about. Th those are are you know the real contenders, you know, in, in, in the ring. And I want to say, just for a warning of leadership, if you want to know where your enemies are, look at your own children. What are you doing to them? What are you taking away from them that they are going to resent you right. for the rest of their lives? Right. Yeah, there's a legacy there. You know, at, at the end of the day, after you shut all the lights off, you turn the streaming off and you put the Bible down, 
and you've uh, kicked out the last member you're going to kick out of your your group for not doing what you want them to do when you close the doors uh what kind of legacy are you going to be living with How, what i mean uh what 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 are you going to say to the grandchildren like my own i look at my granddaughter walking in said I, I look at her and i said you know what kind of a legacy am i leaving her knowing that grandpa's has to sit in a room and not talk to her when she wants to talk to me you know that th- i get very sensitive to that but 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 she understands she's cool with that but, but 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 i don't have the legacy however that these people at home have okay. think of all the xeno like i said all the all the second third fourth generations what 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 have they come away with knowing about god what have they come with knowing about grace what do they know about life what what life lessons have you taught them without trying to i mean that's what i've that's what we call in, in christian education the the hidden curricula you can say you have a b and c to teach me but if if in in doing that i'm really learning e f and g uh, what's being lost there and that is where I like like you said, Justin, where the where the real tragedy is. The very thing that they want to enshrine for us all to see, uh in terms of greater, more spiritual, more more successful, more connected uh Christian people are anything but. Uh yeah. and, and and that's the real tragedy of it all. What what legacy do you live? My granddaughter can walk in and I'm in and out of my room she if she really needs to and i'll have that but 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 can 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 a xenos baby do that with 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 dennis or 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 their own parents can they do that and talk freely about things and not always feel eggshells underfoot good question justin yeah was it uh wasn't solomon who said you know don't don't you know spend your life building an empire because it's just your children who's going to destroy it (laughs) yeah exactly uh and 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 when 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 we talk about christianity shooting its wounded um that's not even that's not even a question in xenos they 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 don't even admit they're wounded they let them bleed out for you and they use that as a teachable moment that this is the way you really treat people no no that's not that's not what my bible tells me the bible tells me you're supposed to love one another as 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 god has loved us and that's not what we're seeing and that's not what we're and that's what we're saying here and needs to be exposed it needs to continue to be talked on folks thank you so much for coming on and uh i really appreciate the time you spent i will hope we'll have you back next time and uh whenever you can and uh we'll we'll keep talking about uh things through the xenos first great thank you thank you nice meeting you shauna nice meeting you as well thanks for listening today as we explore just where are we going prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened and if necessary challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. You can fall with the night or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org and if you need urgent personal spiritual help email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you.